0: It's the 19th of March in the year of our salvation, 2009. This is the Feast of St. Joseph, and you're back with Father Z and another podcast. On this wonderful Feast of St. Joseph, which is also the name day of our Holy Father Pope Benedict, born Joseph Ratzinger, we will drill into one of the hymns sung this day in the Liturgy of the Hours and also hear from St. Bernardine of Siena, whom we welcome as a guest today. He died in 1444 and was a great preacher. We'll hear what he has to say about St. Joseph. Since today is the Feast of St. Joseph, and it is also the name day of our Holy Father Pope Benedict, uh, I thought I would uh, drill into a hymn for this wonderful feast that we find in the Liber Hymnarius. Now, Liber Hymnarius is one of those volumes of Gregorian chant books that's been produced by the monks at the French Benedictine Abbey in at Solem. They're very, very useful. The Liber Hymnarius has all the hymns for the Liturgia Orarum, the Liturgy of the Hours. And for Vespers, both first and second Vespers of the Feast of St. Joseph, Spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Solemnity, we have a wonderful hymn called Te Yosef Celebrant and um, i just i I think it's one of the most beautiful of the hymns and melodies in the whole book i've always liked it very much so uh, i'm going to inflict my own singing of it on you because uh, i don't i can't find a recording but before i uh, torture you with that let's hear what the words mean in a slavishly literal translation and once i have gotten through the hymn then we'll hear a more poetic translation so the hymn literally goes something like this "O joseph the armies in heaven celebrate you and the choirs of christendom are singing you who illustrious for merits was joined to the pure virgin in a chaste union wondering at your spouse swelling with the dear offspring you anxious were touched with anxious with doubt and the angel taught you that the boy was conceived with the breath of heavenly wind you embraced the newborn Lord at your right hand you followed him a refugee to the coasts of Egypt Lost in Jerusalem, you looked for and found him mixing joy with tears. After a holy death consecrates the rest of the chosen ones, glory takes up those who merit the palm. But you, when living, equal to the saints above, enjoyed God happier by a wondrous lot. Bear us, who are praying, highest trinity. Grant that through Joseph's merits we may mount to the stars, so that at last we may be permitted to offer perpetually a grateful song. Now that was a slavishly accurate translation, and uh, I'm sure you could work up your own. But here's the Latin, now that you've heard it uh, kind of slavishly done. Te Joseph celebrent agminat celitum, te cuncti resonet Christianum cori, qui clarus meritis, iuntus es inclite, casto federe virgini. Almo cum tumidam germine coniungem, admirans dubio tangeris anxius, afflatu superi flaminis angelus, conceptum puerum, docet. Tu natum dominum stringis ad exteras, Egypti profugum tu sequiris plagas, amissum solumnis queris et in venis, misens gaudia fletibus. Electos reliquos mors pia consecrat, Palam quemeritos gloria suscipit, tu vivens superis par frueris deo, mira sorte beatior. Nobis suma trias par ciprecantibus, da Joseph meritis sidera scandere, ut tandem liceat nos tibi perpetim gratum romere canticum. Amen. Now in that, of course, it sounds like an Isclepidian meter. The ancients used Isclepidian. For example, Horus would use that. So this meter really follows an old classical meter. But you have the difficulty in that in more modern works, and this was written in the the 17th century by a Carmelite named Juan Esquillar, um you didn't have any more of the long short short long short short as the emphasis by length of syllable but instead you go by more by word accent by this time so there's the tension that you have between you know the meter of the long and short and uh, the different placement of the accent of the words so I didn't try to you know you know, just thump it out according to the rhythm I tried to give you the clear Latin as you would read it if you're rereading prose but remember it's a more of a poetic text okay well that all aside uh, let's hear now what it sounds like sung in the Gregorian chant melody that you find in the leader him sorry about this I have to do it myself I couldn't find a recording
1: Te Ioseph celebrent agmina celitu, te cum te resonent Christi adum cori, cui clarus meritis juntus es inclite, Almocum cum tomidam germine coniugem, admirans dubirotan geris anxios, avlatus superi flaminis angelus, conceptum puerum docem. TUNATUM DOMINUM STRINGIS AREX exteras EGYPTI PROFUGUM plagas, SANGUERIS plagas ABISUM SOLUBIES QUERIS SERIN VENIS, MISCENS GAUDI AFLETIBUS, in the reliquos of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Deo, Spirit, no mi so matrias parche precantibus meritis si dera scandere o tantev nosti bi perpeti gratum pro amen
0: that was the hymn te joseph celebrant which is used in first and second vespers of the feast of saint joseph now i wonder if you knew that pope leo the thirteenth wrote a prayer to saint joseph and a partial indulgence was granted for this prayer. It was promised by Pope Leo in an encyclical on St. Joseph called Quam Quam Pluries issued in 1889. Uh, He promised the prayer in the encyclical but he uh, wrote it and released it later. And he wanted the the faithful to pray this prayer uh, at the end of the rosary through the month of October. It's interesting how many prayers Uh, Pope Leo wrote. Uh, Pope Leo wrote beautiful Latin, gorgeous Latin. He wrote Latin poetry too, Uh, not just about uh, lofty things, but also about daily things, things that that gave him pleasure and delight. For example, uh, if I remember correctly, he wrote little poems about espresso coffee and even tobacco. But in this case, he wrote a beautiful prayer about St. Joseph. And here it is, Ad te beatae Josefine tribulatione nostra confugimus, hacque implorato sponsae tue sanctissime auxilio, patrocinium cocque tuum fidenter exposimus. Per eam quasimus, qua te cum Immaculata Virgine Dei genetrice coniunxit, caritatem perque paternum corpus Iesu amplaxus esse amore, supplices de peccamur Ut ad hereditatem, quam Iesus Christus acquisivit sanguine suo beninius respicias, ac necessitatibus nostris tua virtute et ope succuras. Tuere o custos providentissime divine familie, Iesu Christi subulem electam, prohibea nobis amantissime pater, omnemerorum ac corruptelarum luem, Propitius nobis hospitator nostrat fortissime in hoc cum potestate tenebrarum certamine e cielo adesto et sic ut puerum Iesum e sumo et ripuisti vitae discrimine ita nunc ecclesiam sanctam Dei ab hostilibus in serie satque ab omni adversitate defende nosque singulos perpetuo tege patrocinio Urad tu Tui exemplar, Erope Tua sufulti, Sancte vivere, pie emori, Sempiter namque in celis beatitudinem asequi possimus. Amen. To Thee, O blessed Joseph, do we come in our tribulation, and having implored the help of thy most holy spouse, we confidently invoke thy patronage also. Through that charity which bound thee to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God, and through the paternal love with which thou embraced the child Jesus, we humbly beg thee to regard graciously the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood, and with thy power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, defend the chosen children of Jesus Christ. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be propitious to us, and from heaven assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness and as once thou rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Shield, too, each one of us by thy constant protection, so that, supported by thy example and thy aid, we may be able to live piously, to die holy, and to obtain eternal happiness in heaven. Amen. Well, now that we've heard something of the hymn to St. Joseph used in the Liturgy of the Hours, we can turn to another hour of the Liturgy of the Hours, that is the Office of Readings, and find out what St. Bernardine of Siena has to say about St. Joseph in one of his sermons. Now, Bernardine of Siena uh, was born in Italy. He was a Franciscan missionary. And a pretty fiery guy. He died in 1444. And in his missionary work, uh, he went around all over Italy preaching, uh, and with fiery sermons, and was enormously successful. Huge crowds would come to listen to him preach, and he was especially dedicated. To helping people uh, clean up their language and respect the holy name of Jesus, and he preached uh, furiously against uh, unnatural behavior, which he found uh, rampant in in Italy. And uh, so, Bernardino of Siena is one of those people who was uh, very brave in preaching against uh, common sins of his time. And, you know, contrary to, shall we say, uh, uh, what, you know, like it might be obvious conventional thinking, rather than drive people away with his strong language, he drew people in. So St. Bernardine had great success in his efforts at social reform, uh, drawing many people close to him with his great conviction And grace-filled preaching. Now, as you listen to what you'll hear from the second reading of the Office of Readings today, there are a couple things that you might want to pay attention to. First of all, he talks about the grace of office. He talks about how God gives people special graces when they are called to a vocation. You'll think about that for your own life. Think about your own vocation. You know, if you are dedicated to the vocation that you have with true devotion, really striving the best you can to do uh, all that you can in your vocation, God will give you every actual grace that you need to fulfill it. It is also said that uh, God will, if he gives you a special office or task or something like that that requires extra protection, that he will even give you another guardian angel to help you. Another thing that you should listen to here is how uh, joseph fulfills the line of patriarchs and prophets in the old testament and bernardine of siena also uses an allegorical method of preaching that is what you hear uh, in scripture for example that might uh, you know have interesting or symbolic language actually means something else is a spiritual meaning a hidden meaning And interestingly, he seems to give a a kind of a description of heaven here about joy, not just entering the soul of a man, but surrounding a person. You can come to your own conclusion about what he means. But here we are. Let's hear some Latin and some English of Bernardino Siena preaching on St. Joseph. Ex sermonibus sancti Bernardini senensis presbiteri. Omnium singularium gratiarum aliqui rationali creature communicatarum generalis regula est quod, quando cumque divina gratia eligit aliquem ad aliquam gratiam singularem, seu ad aliquem sublimem statum, omnia carismata donat, sic electe sunt atque There is a general rule concerning all special graces granted to any human being. Whenever the divine favor chooses someone to receive a special grace or to accept a lofty vocation, God adorns the person chosen with all the gifts of the spirit needed to fulfill the task at hand. This general rule is especially verified in the case of St. Joseph, the foster father of our Lord and the husband of the Queen of our world, enthroned above the angels. He was chosen by the Eternal Father as the trustworthy guardian and protector of his greatest treasures, namely his divine Son, and Mary, Joseph's wife. He carried out this vocation with complete fidelity, until at last God called him, saying, Good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. What then is Joseph's position in the whole church of Christ? Is he not a man chosen and set apart? Through him, and yes, under him, Christ was fittingly and honorably introduced into the world. Holy Church, in its entirety, is indebted to the Virgin Mother because through her it was judged worthy to receive Christ, but after her we undoubtedly owe special gratitude and reverence to St. Joseph. In him the Old Testament finds its fitting close. He brought the noble line of patriarchs and prophets to its promised fulfillment what the divine goodness had offered as a promise to them he held in his arms obviously christ does not now deny to joseph that intimacy reverence and very high honor which he gave him on earth as a son to his father rather we must say that in heaven christ completes and perfects all that he gave at nazareth Now we can see how the last summoning words of the Lord appropriately apply to St. Joseph. Enter into the joy of your Lord. In fact, although the joy of eternal happiness enters into the soul of a man, the Lord preferred to say to Joseph, Enter into joy. His intention was that the words should have a hidden spiritual meaning for us, They convey not only that this holy man possesses an inward joy, but also that it surrounds him and engulfs him like an infinite abyss. Remember us, St. Joseph, and plead for us to your foster father. Ask your most holy bride, the Virgin Mary, to look kindly upon us, since she is the mother of him who, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, lives and reigns eternally. E Amen. Intra in Gaudium. Ut mystice, enuatur quod Gaudium ilud non solum in sit intra, sed undique ilum cecumdans et absorbens et ipsum velut abyssus infinita submergens. Memento igitur nostri beati Joseph et Tue orationi suffragio apud tuum putativum filium intercede. Sedet, beatissimam virginem sponsam tuam nobis propitiam rede, que mater est eius, qui cum Patre et spiritu santo vivit et regnat per infinita secula. Amen. With that, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope you enjoyed the hymn. I hope you enjoyed that reading. And perhaps it prompted you to think a bit about your vocation. Not only about your vocation, but also about your death. Because remember that St. Joseph is also the patron of the dying. And none of us know exactly when the hour is going to come for us to be called to judgment. And we can pray both for a provided death, that is that we've received the sacraments and that we come to death in the state of grace. And we can also ask St. Joseph to help us too. St. Joseph, who is the patron of the dying. And also on this day, which is the name day of Joseph Ratzinger, make sure that you pray in a special way for the Holy Father, not just the intentions that he designates every month but pray for our Pope who is in so many different ways being attacked uh, in the press uh, even by people who should know better even by people who say that they are Catholics pray for our Holy Father who has the great honor of being named Joseph and I wish all of you Josephs out there in the world uh, whether men or Women, uh, named after St. Joseph, a very holy and happy name day. And please pray for me as I will for you.